Welcome to an episode of Coach's Corner where I answer email questions from my amazing listeners. And I'm going to answer two questions today. Both of them have to do with relationships. One is more about romantic relationships, and the second question is more about relationships from the past, specifically our parents and how they affect us in our present. Before we dive in, I have a super exciting announcement, and I wish in this moment this was a video podcast so that you could see the amazing smile on my face. My eyes are even tearing up. You guys and ladies, we hit 1 million downloads. 1 million! And the show's only been going for just a bit over a year. This is just so incredible, and I'm just so, so grateful For those of you who don't know, I I told this story um, in the first episode of the show. I this was such an intuitive thing. Like I I got in a meditation that I needed to coach more and serve more and do it more publicly. And and I didn't know how to do it, but I've always had a dream of having like a radio call and advice show. My mom, when we were growing up, would always have on Dr. Laura, and she was like a call in advice therapist type person. And I would just listen to her for two hours a day. And I just loved it so much. And I always had that dream and I was kind of like, oh, well, I don't know how to get a radio show. But then thanks to podcasting, I'm able to do this. And I just, I just love it so much. And I just love all of you so much. And I'm so grateful and let's get millions of more downloads and get this out to even more people because Really, the show isn't about me. It's about you. It's really about providing a safe space for vulnerability and for growth. If you've been listening for a while, you know that the topics we talk about this show are not surface level. It's deep stuff. And the callers that come on are so brave. So I thank everyone who's ever been on the show and all of you who listen, all of you that share about the show. And to thank you and to celebrate, because celebration is super important in life, and to show you my gratitude, I'm doing a contest for three free giveaways to one month of my membership community. You've heard me talk about Inner Circle. It's my membership community where each month we focus on really embodying equality. You get daily morning and evening practices. You get coaching calls with me and you get access to all my kind of behind the scenes life hacks. And you're connected to a tribe of like-minded people, which is so, so, so important, especially now for all of us to really come together and be connected to like-minded people and choose faith and choose love rather than fear. So the membership community is a subscription service and it's $97 a month and three of you are going to get a free month. This is how you enter the contest. It's super simple. It's all about sharing about the show. So we're going to pick one person that shares on Twitter, one person that shares on Facebook, and one person that shares on Instagram. All you need to do is share from your heart. Share about why you like the show, why you listen, share a screenshot, whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Just be sure to tag me. So on Instagram and Facebook, I'm Christine Hassler. My name's spelled out. On Twitter, because my name's too long, you got to leave off the E at the end. So it's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-H-A-S-S-L-E-R. So post, tag me, and hashtag over it and on with it, and spell out the and. 
And then we'll do a search and we'll pick somebody from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yes, you can do all three to increase your odds. And if you're already in Inner Circle, of course you can enter this contest and we'll just give you one month free. So again, post on social media. We're picking three winners by the end of February so that you can join us in the March Inner Circle community. Hashtag over it and on with it and tag me and just share about the show. Okay, so let's dive into our first question. This is from Perla. Hi, Christine. I've been listening to your podcast for a little over a year, and they've really helped to guide me to realize a relationship I was in is totally unhealthy. Although I was stubborn and decided to take this person back many times since listening to you, your podcast taught me the relationship I was trying so hard to save was not good for me. I'm reaching out to you because I really need help on finally letting go. I've taken my ex-boyfriend back so many times. I've allowed him to do so much damage to me. He's brought me down emotionally, but I can't even blame him anymore because I'm the one who takes him back. This last breakup was a breaking point, though, or so I hope. He threatened to damage my career, which really hurt because knowing that the man I thought I loved would be willing to jeopardize my future with no hesitation just broke my heart. I don't know why it's so hard for me to let go of someone who's hurt me so many times and done so little for me. Please help. Okay, sweetheart. So first of all, I so acknowledge your honesty and the fact that you are owning this. You're owning that you've allowed him to do damage. You're owning that you're the one who keeps taking him back. And that's a really huge first step is taking full responsibility for our choices and actions, because then we can stop blaming the other person and trying to change them and really focus on ourselves. So I'm going to answer this question by talking about three factors that may be impacting why you keep taking him back. Before I do that to you and anyone listening, I really want you to release judgment on yourself. When we see ourselves continuing to do behavior that we know is not good for us, we tend to get pretty judgmental of ourselves, which only makes the situation worse. So there's acceptance and taking responsibility, but we can do that without beating ourselves up. We can do that without blaming ourselves. We can do that without thinking that we're stupid. So let go of any shame, continue to take responsibility, and then you can work with some of the things that I'm going to talk you through right now. So first of all, a primary reason you probably keep going back is he's triggering unresolved issues. So there's probably something about him that reminds you of a dynamic that was played out with one of your primary caretakers, either your mom or dad, or someone significant in your life. That feeling of not being seen, that feeling of being hurt, that feeling of being in a relationship with someone who's not emotionally available, that feeling of basically what what it is, it's the feeling of trying to get love from someone who just isn't loving you back. It's like, love me, love me, love me, see me, see me, see me. So if there was anyone in your life, in your past, that that dynamic was played out with, that you really just so wanted their attention and their validation and their love and the acceptance, but it just wasn't happening... He's triggering that. And so you've attracted him into your life and it's hard to let him go because we still feel a pull towards someone if the issue is there. So the more you go back and heal the issue, the less the attraction will be there. You know, I've noticed in my life as I've resolved issues in my life, the people that I attract, especially romantically, dramatically shift When I start attracting the same person over and over again with just a different face or the same patterns play out in relationship, I know that's a time for me to just stop romantic relationships and take a look at me and heal the issue that it's bumping up against. 
I also encourage you to go back and listen to episode 73, last week's episode with Danielle, because she had a similar kind of anxious attachment to a dysfunctional relationship. And I coached her through how to let go of that. And a lot of it had to do with her dad. Okay. So the second thing I want to tell you, and this ties into the first thing is if we have kind of a past or a pattern of wanting someone's love and never feeling that we got it, then it starts to set a belief system that goes along the lines of, I'm not lovable. Something must be wrong with me. I'm not worthy of love. And so our self-perception gets really, really low. And although cognitively we might know, you know, I'm lovable. We're all love. We're all, everybody's lovable. I deserve more. We don't really feel it and we don't really believe it. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. It might be a good movie for you to watch. And I'm going to take a quote from one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Basically, the, it's about a, a, a young man and his crush and his relationships with his peers and also an, a girl that he likes. And, you know, it's about adolescence. So it's always an awkward time. And he goes to his teacher. He asks his teacher, hey, Mr. Anderson, can I ask you something? The teacher says, sure. And he said, why do nice people choose the wrong people to date? And the teacher said, we accept the love we think we deserve. That pretty much sums up everything I'm saying. We accept the love we think we deserve. So as you shift your perception of yourself and realize the type of love that you do deserve and start to give that love to yourself first, then you'll start choosing different people to date. And the final thing I'm going to say here, and I'm going to get a little woo-woo and a little far out for some of you. So if you don't like when I get into the woo-woo, just you know, press fast forward on this part or listen for entertainment. But a lot of people do one and two. They really, really heal the old issues. They also work on their relationship with themselves, but they just can't seem to shake someone no matter what. And sometimes this is because it ties into a karmic pattern. Yes, I'm talking about past lives. There could be something kind of at a spiritual or karmic level that consciously doesn't make sense to us and that we don't even really have access to. And so if you really feel like you've done one and two and you're really clear about that, and maybe you've worked with a coach and you've done the work and you've done the processing, it's still not shifting. It might be in your benefit to reach out to someone that can kind of help you on the spiritual side, someone that has spiritual sight and can read karma and look at that. And I promise you that... If this is true and if this is something that you need to look at, that kind of person will show up in your life or you can ask people in your life if they know anyone and they'll guide you to someone. When we're ready to clear karmic patterns, the people that can help us do it really start to show up. Okay, so before we go on to question number two, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite podcasts. And if you love listening to this show, I know you'll really dig the podcast from my friend Andrea Owen called Your Kick-Ass Life. She does really cool stuff on her show. She interviews people on all kinds of awesome topics, and she also brings you solo episodes on things like perfectionism, the inner critic, courage, and more. She's an author and a life coach, and she offers really practical and easy-to-digest self-help advice. 
And a really cool thing is that she's giving all of the over and on with it listeners a free gift. It's called How the Crap Talking in Your Head is Making You Crazy and Three Ways to Change It. The gift is an ebook and an audio that focuses on the basics of negative self-talk and three tools that help you manage that nasty inner critic. All you need to do to get her freebie is text the word self-talk, all one word, self-talk to 444-999. Again, self-talk, 444-999. And now for our second question, and this one comes from Kaylin. She says, hi, Christine, I'm 25 and my father died when I was 19 due to cirrhosis of the liver from alcoholism. And I never knew my biological mother, but found out she died last year too to cirrhosis as well as hepatitis C from drugs and alcohol. So with that being said, I've been struggling for the past six years with grief and acceptance and all that comes with losing parents. Something I've noticed here in the past couple of years is my resentment or issue with drinking. Most of my friends still like to go out. Sometimes it doesn't bother me, but for the most part it does. I don't want to resent my friends. Why is this such an issue for me? I know I lost both my parents because of alcohol. So yes, naturally that could be it, but will I ever get over it? Will this phase pass? Or has my perspective on alcohol and everything that comes with it changed? It's frustrating because I think that it's an issue much deeper that I can't quite pinpoint. I've also been dating a great guy for about nine months. He's wonderful. However, he comes from an alcoholic family. So yes, we can relate. However, it's difficult to be around his family when they're always drinking. How should I handle this? I like his family, but I don't enjoy going to bars with them or seeing them drinking. My boyfriend listens to me and understands, but it seems like the further along we get in the relationship, the more it's bothered me. I feel like I'm only scratching the surface of what's going on here, and I want to dig deeper to get to the core of it. I'm so ready to be over it and on with it. All right, Kaylin. Well, first you have my compassion. Losing parents is hard enough. Oh my goodness. But also losing parents to alcoholism. I I can't even imagine what that must be like and what it must've been like not knowing your mother and to have a father who had an active alcoholic pattern, which probably meant you didn't feel very close to him at times. So the first thing I want to say is get yourself to Al-Anon. If you don't know what Al-Anon is, Al-Anon is 12-step for family members and close friends of people with any kind of addiction. It's really, really helpful. People there will understand you. You will work through the steps. You know, the thing with the 12-step program is some people just go to meetings and dabble in it, and then they say it doesn't really work. (laughs) Well, it works if you work it. And being in that kind of program and that kind of community And working through the steps is going to be really, really helpful to give you some perspective. And it's going to empower you to deal with the deeper issues. So that's the first thing I would recommend. You can just Google it. You can find meetings in your community. And yes, this is scratching on a a core issue here. You know, you lost both of your parents to alcoholism and you didn't just lose them to death. You never really had them. The thing with having a parent or anyone that we're close to with an active addiction is they're really kind of not there. If they're numbing themselves, if their pain is so intense, then their ability to show up for us and to show love and to have that kind of intimate, authentic connection is really impossible because they're in so much pain themselves. So alcoholism triggers a feeling for you of not feeling safe. And anytime we don't feel safe, it just brings up so much anxiety. So that's the deeper issue. That's what's really going on here is that whenever there's drinking involved, Kaylin, you don't feel safe. The the little girl in you starts to kind of freak out. And that's so natural. And that makes so much sense. 
So in addition to Al-Anon, I also really advise you to find a counselor, to find a therapist that can work with you through this and can help you kind of go back and nurture that relationship with that little girl who never really got that kind of parental love that so many of us need. You can get to the other side of this. You can be in an environment someday where there is drinking and it doesn't bother you. And also I support you in opting out of environments when there are a lot of drinking. You know, I don't have a trigger towards alcoholism, but I don't really like to be around bars or clubs where people are drunk. It's just not the energy I want to be in. You know, people say crazy things and they act silly and it's just a lower frequency and energy. So I honor you and support you if you want to put boundaries around being around with people that are drinking a lot. Yes, people drinking socially or being in a bar where it's, you know, conversation and social, that's one thing. But being around active alcoholism or people that are drinking too much, you know, I I support you and just say no to those kind of environments. That's a very self-honoring choice. So thank you to both Kaylin and Perla for the questions. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, just email it to assist at christinehassler.com and the lovely Rebecca will put you on the list. And remember to enter the contest to celebrate our 1 million downloads. And I also really appreciate ratings and reviews. Just go to iTunes and do that. It helps the show really grow. And remember every Wednesday, I put up a live coaching episode and every Saturday is a coaching corner where I either answer questions or feature a thought leader. And next week, Saturday, I have a very special guest. Marie Forleo is going to be joining me on Coach's Corner and we're going to be talking about creating a business and life that you love. If you don't know Marie, she's the founder of B-School. We're gearing up for the B-School launch. I'll tell you more about it next week, but you won't want to miss that episode. All right, everybody, sending you so much love and many blessings. Mm -hmm.